For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, definitely if you enjoy the podcast today, uh, go to reallifepharmacology.com and snag your free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. A really unique little resource uh, I've had, uh, you know, pharmacy technician educators reach out to me, uh, nursing folks, pharmacy folks, um, good little resource on really important, uh, testable and real life clinical pearls on the top 200 drugs. So um, absolutely free uh, for following uh, the podcast. We send out emails when we've got a, a new podcast available and or uh, any new new products and things going on. So uh, again, go check that out, reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, the drug of the day today is tizanidine. Uh, brand name of this medication is Xanaflex. And I will say I see it used uh, periodically anyway uh, in, in geriatrics specifically. Uh, most often uh, the indication that it's going to be used for is muscle spasms. And... This drug is classified as an alpha-2 adrenergic agonist. And the way I kind of remember um, some of the effects and things of that nature is uh, tizanidine and clonidine uh, do have uh, some similarities mechanistically. Uh, ultimately, as far as its um, anti-spasmodic type activity, uh, it can cause uh, neuronal um, presynaptic inhibition is basically how, how it ends up working. And uh, it helps me because I see clonidine a little bit more. I think clonidine is a little bit more um, well-known or well-taught, uh, maybe drug. And understanding that it's going to have some similar mechanism, you're going to have some similar type uh, adverse effects. So uh, side effect profile uh, I think about blood pressure lowering effect. Um, but in addition to that, there's also warnings on if patients are taking tizanidine consistently and they abruptly stop taking the medications or the medication, there is a risk for rebound hypertension. Uh, and that can happen with clonidine as well. So it is important, I think, to, to remember that. Um, along with the, the lower blood pressure, um, bradycardia can happen as well. Uh, a lot of kind of older skeletal muscle relaxant uh, medications from that class can cause dry mouth. Uh, so that can happen with tizanidine. And of course, a lot of the generic uh, CNS uh, depressant type adverse effects. Uh, fall risk, dizziness, sedation, things of that nature uh, can certainly all happen and are probably uh, much more likely in our geriatric patient population. There have been uh, rare issues associated with uh, liver disease um, and, and liver dysfunction, so I think it's important 
to note that as well, particularly in patients maybe uh, at risk for that complication. Uh, moving on, talking about pharmacokinetics, um, one of the major or the major uh, pathway that tizanidine is broken down is by CYP1A2. So if we've got uh, pharmacogenomic alterations in that enzyme, uh, for instance, a, a poorly functioning or a slow metabolizer uh, through that enzyme, uh, we probably will run into the likelihood of uh, increased concentrations. And of course, I'll, I'll talk about drug interactions in a little bit as well in medications that inhibit uh, the CYP1A2 uh, system. Uh, one other thing from a pharmacokinetic uh, standpoint I, I did want to mention, uh, there is some caution with renal impairment, uh, particularly accumulation of the drug as uh, we get to, you know, lower stages of CKD. So, you know, I think of generally less than 25 to 30 mils and, and lower, uh, excuse me, mils per minute and lower, you're probably more likely to run into situations where patients um, can't tolerate higher doses uh, and or if we start too aggressively, we could uh, overwhelm them a little bit with, with too much medication. So uh, it is important to, to make sure that renal function is, uh, is okay or at least be very cautious if it isn't uh, as good as we would like it to be. All right, so let's take a quick break and we will follow up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study materials, like NAPLEX, BCPS, BCACP, Medication Therapy Management, or the Geriatric Exam, definitely go check out meded101.com store. Uh, in addition, if you're a healthcare professional uh, who works with medications, uh, we've got great books on clinical pearls, case studies, things that actually happen in real life. So uh, go check out all those resources um, meded101.com slash store. All right, so finishing up on drug interactions, uh, one of the uh, first interactions that I have definitely come across uh, is ciprofloxacin. So ciprofloxacin inhibits CYP1A2. Now, if you remember from the kinetics section when I talked, uh, CYP1A2 is an important enzyme that breaks down tizanidine. So by blocking CYP1A2, uh, we're going to run the risk of tizanidine uh, toxicity, you know, sedation and confusion and dizziness, hypotension and, and all that stuff. So uh, very important uh, to, to remember ciprofloxacin, I think, uh, when it comes to uh, tizanidine use. So in that situation, what would we do? Um, we would likely uh, at least uh, look at the dose of tizanidine, reduce the dose, uh, see how much the patient is taking, uh, and kind of go from there as far as what we're going to do uh, as far as a, a judgment call. Um, there could be a possibility, you know, maybe a urinary tract infection where, you know, other uh, medications may be available, maybe a uh, you know, macrodantin, for example, or a Bactrim. Um, so we could have other alternatives to Cipro uh, if for some reason it's really felt that, you know, tizanidine needs to continue uh, at the current dose that, that it's at. So 
Um, again, very, very important to monitor. Look out for that. Um, possibly doing uh, dose reductions and or uh, changing agents depending upon um, what's available and, and what's clinically appropriate there. Um, food drug interaction. So this drug does have a little bit of issues, uh, alterations, I guess I should say, um, with food. And um, I want to remind you of uh, the MedEd 101 Guide to Drug-Food Interactions. Um, recently uh, put this, this book out. Um, I think it fills a nice void um, as far as covering a lot of really, really important um, drug-food interactions. All the drugs are listed by uh, drug name, alphabetically and generic, so it's really meant as kind of a, a reference guide type of thing. Um, but anyway, the, the tizanidine interaction with food is food can actually... Uh, increase uh, the extent of absorption. And it's a little bit more pronounced, at least in the literature, uh, it's more pronounced with the tablet formulation of tizanidine, which is what I've seen um, used most often in clinical practice uh, compared to the uh, capsule formulation. So what we look out for there is obviously enhanced um, effects from tizanidine, whether that be more skeletal uh, muscle relaxation uh, and or side effects could uh, result from that as well. So um, good one to, to remember there as far as the effect of food um, and tizanidine. Uh, in addition to the CYP1A2 and, and the food interaction, uh, I look at the adverse effect profile. Uh, so blood pressure lowering agents, um, remember I mentioned bradycardia, so beta blockers, uh, those type of agents that can lower pulse may have that additive effect uh, onto tizanidine. So important to, to definitely remember that. Of course, our sedative type agents, uh, alcohol, opioids, uh, benzodiazepines, any sedative type agent uh, could obviously have additive effects. Uh, on top of tizanidine there. And one last one, I mentioned dry mouth is, is somewhat common with tizanidine. Um, certainly a patient getting um, anticholinergics uh, with tizanidine that would worsen uh, that dry mouth as well as potentially risk for uh, CNS uh, adverse effects too, such as dizziness and fall risk and, and things of that nature too. So uh, definitely a few important interactions, I think, with tizanidine. Uh, definitely laid out a few uh, that I think are, are common or somewhat common um, in clinical practice. And I think that's going to wrap up the episode for today. So uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, if you find it helpful, definitely leave us a rating, review on iTunes. Um, share us with uh, students that you have on, on rotation or classmates, um, anyone uh, that may benefit from uh, becoming better at pharmacology and obviously picking up uh, some of these practice pearls that um, sometimes uh, often go overlooked or, or missed. So um, I thank you so much for all the kind words of support. Uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, you can track me down at LinkedIn, uh, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Um, don't hesitate to shoot me a message if you've got a, a suggestion or a comment or anything. And, of course, support the sponsor, meded101.com uh, slash store with all the links uh, we have there. I'm going to sign off for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.